that record scratch can only mean one thing. We're having quite a time in our personal lives right now uh, at the Superhuman Registration Podcast, and so unfortunately we have to take a bye week. Uh, no new episode as far as, you know, our, our regular book club reading, so we'll have to get back to you with the story of the Thunderbolts and the Masters of Evil next time. In the meantime, I thought I would take this opportunity. Normally we use uh, this sort of circumstance as an opportunity to delve a little bit into the bibliography of some of our favorite creators folks whose work we've read a lot of but maybe we don't know much outside of their marvel comics work or we don't really know that much about them and want to get to know a little bit more that's not really what i wanted to do this time today i thought it would be interesting to talk about a couple of books that i've read three books in particular that i'm going to recommend for folks who are maybe not as knowledgeable about the history of comics or the medium or any any of like the the inside baseball sorts of things now if you are an established comics fan if you've been around the block then these suggestions are probably not going to be anything you haven't heard of before however if you're relatively new to comics or if like many people that i've talked to you know the story of marvel comics primarily through their movies i think these three books will kind of help to broaden your horizons and maybe develop a deeper appreciation of the folks behind the scenes who helped to create these characters and build this business that is now one of the biggest global pillars of culture so yeah we are a marvel comics podcast primarily, so I want to talk about, well, one book that I think I have to talk about in the context of us being a Marvel Comics podcast would be Marvel Comics The Untold Story. This is, the book is honestly probably a little outdated now. It's almost, it's at least 10 years old. It might be older than that. Uh, This was written by Sean Howe, tells the story of Marvel Comics The Business So this isn't the story of the characters within the fictional Marvel Comics universe, but rather it's a behind-the-scenes look at how the business grew from very humble beginnings to the massive corporation that it is today. And in a lot of ways, it really is the story of how Marvel Comics gave birth to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Stan Lee is a recurring character, He was a very prominent figure at the beginning of Marvel Comics as a company and remained such through the end of the time span that this book covers. Although Marvel remained a comics publisher the entire time, Stan Lee always had his sights on Hollywood, on big screen adaptations of these characters that he helped create along with Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, or, and Jack Kirby and the rest of them. It's interesting to read Marvel Comics The Untold Story in light of how successful the Marvel movies have been in the recent past because for many of us who kind of grew up during the time that this book addresses, it was not an easy journey to get from... Fantastic Four number one to The Avengers to Endgame. The history of Marvel Comics on the big screen 
has a lot of rough periods, a lot of starts and stops. And as Stan Lee and others kind of focused on that cinematic development, they left the comic side of things to rot a little bit, which in some cases led to some pretty unfortunate editorial decisions, but in other cases allowed some young and untried talent to kind of rise up in ways that maybe they wouldn't have been able to otherwise. And as a result, we got some really compelling comic stories. So yeah, the the story is very, again, inside baseball, but it tells the tales of folks whose names might be familiar to those of us who like to sit through the closing credits of movies and gives us a little bit more context to appreciate who Stan Lee actually was, who Jack Kirby was. And I would say that far from being a very dry history book, Sean Howe's text reads pretty well. Uh, It makes a very good audiobook, too, for sort of passive listening. If you're really just wanting a cursory overview of things, I can't think of a better way to go through. I really wanted to get a physical copy of this for my shelf so that I could pull it out and reference it as we talked about these different figures so I could have a little bit more of that behind-the-scenes information. Because, again, I think a lot of it can inform the way that some of these stories turned out. Anyway, recommendation number one. The second recommendation that I would give a little bit different than I expected it to be, but very wonderful book. Can't really recommend it highly enough, again, especially to those who are interested in the stories of Marvel Comics. This is a book that tackles more the fictional side of things rather than the real-world creators. Uh, All the Marvels by Douglas Walk kind of sells itself as a story about the entirety of Marvel Comics. Walk likes to say, might be pronouncing that wrong, I'm pretty sure it's Wolk. Anyway, Wolk likes to say that in many ways Marvel Comics represent the longest ongoing narrative in fiction. The stories begin very, very early. Uh, He identifies as a starting point for the in-universe fictional history of Marvel Comics a story earlier than I think most people do. Most folks would point to something like Marvel Comics number one, which introduces the character of Namor the Submariner. Wolk instead argues that the birth of the Marvel Comics universe actually came much, much earlier in stories like Millie the Model and Night Nurse. Now, when I picked this book up, I expected it to be sort of a beginning to end recounting of the comics stories themselves. I expected large sections walking through the entire history of the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, the Avengers, etc. The book kind of does that, but really it's more interested in picking single threads from within that story, that large story of the Marvel Universe, and presenting them in an almost essay format. Now, these essays can be very focused on the characters and their histories, but they can also veer into other topics. I remember most profoundly from my read-through Wolk's take on the Dark Reign era of Marvel Comics. Uh, Dark Reign being a 
I guess, a publishing banner uh, under which the Marvel comics were published back in, I want to say, 2010, something like that, um, within the Dark Reign meta story, the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, had taken over the management of the world's superhuman law enforcement. And thus the villains were kind of on top and the heroes were all outlawed, driven underground, etc., etc. Wolk takes that and uses it to show how comics in some ways predicted the rise of Donald Trump. It's quite an interesting uh, take on that. Having not read too many of the Dark Reign stories myself, I'm not sure that I could really speak to how apt the comparison is. However, I did find the read very compelling. Wolk also spends a fairly significant amount of time touching on other series that I think might go underappreciated. He points specifically to the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu as an underrated gem from deep in the Marvel Comics publishing history. He has the obligatory essays about the X-Men, the mutants, and their metaphorical representation of marginalized groups and the, the fight for equality. He has a great essay covering characters like the Black Panther or Ms. Marvel. And he talks almost as a framing device about how he has tried to share his interest in comics with his son and how his son has been interested at times and kind of dipped out of it at other points. There's a lot of really great analysis of the fictional stories as well as enough personal touches that it it keeps me a little bit more engaged. Again, I'm still a relatively new dad and kind of love folks talking about their experiences being dads to their kids. Um, But All the Marvels is really more about looking at the, the broad picture of individual characters, individual teams, individual stories, and unpacking what makes them meaningful. And up front, Wolk acknowledges that it's really difficult to dive into a body of work as massive as the Marvel Comics universe because there are so many different threads you could follow, so many different tunnels you could go down, and it's very difficult to identify any sort of definitive starting point. So his baseline recommendation is simply to dive in, pick up a thread that interests you, and just go for it. Recognize that you're going to be hit with references to characters or events that you may not be familiar with, just roll with it. Keep going down, following that thread that you're interested in. And if you find another thread that you think might interest you as well, spin off, follow that direction. There's no better way to handle the mountain of continuity that is Marvel Comics than to simply dive in. Fantastic book of essays. Uh, Philosophically, I think it's a really great approach to what makes Marvel interesting. So I can't recommend it enough. Now, the third book that I want to recommend is something completely different from these other two. Marvel Comics The Untold Story was a non-fiction narrative about the publishing side. All of the Marvels is a critical analysis of the fiction. Now we're going purely into fiction 
we're going to talk about The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon. Now, Chabon is a rather prolific, well-known author, and so I would expect that of all of the texts that I've mentioned here, this is the one that is least likely to be a surprise to folks. But again, if you are a comics fan, but not necessarily a fan of, of heavy literature, I think I would actually really strongly recommend Cavalier and Clay. This is a novel telling a fictional account of the early years of the comic book industry from the perspective of the title characters. Uh, Cavalier and Clay are a pair of Jewish cousins growing up in relative poverty uh, in the mid-war years between World Wars I and II. Uh, they are loosely based on uh, notable early comics creators like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. They are, however, their own characters with their own histories. And they experience the world in much the way that uh, folks coming up in that era would. Uh, the intent of the story is to sort of recreate uh, some of the psychology, I would guess, of the, the creators. How they were uh, kind of chasing after the trends of the superheroes that came up in the wake of characters like Superman. Uh, some of the mindset that goes into those characters' creations, and also some of the aspirations of these folks. Uh, Cavalier and Clay are Jewish, and they are living during the time of the Holocaust, and they talk about different ways that their stories are a response to that great atrocity that was committed against their people, some of their relatives. Uh, there's also a lot of exploration of, again, the way marginalized folks may have been treated during that time. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it because I think this does start to delve into the, the realm of some spoilers. But uh, prominent, one of the main characters introduced early on in the novel eventually is uh, revealed to be homosexual and... He's swept up in some of the the unfortunate ways that, that law enforcement chose to deal with uh, homosexuality during that time. Uh, it's not, I would say, an easy read. There are aspects of it that I think are challenging. There, it is, It's interesting to have uh, this sort of juxtaposition between the romance, the excitement, and the escapism of the superhero characters that Cavalier and Clay create and the harsh reality that they live in and the way that the business world treats them, the legal world treats them. Uh, and through it all, gotta say, Shabon is a fantastic writer. And, and so if you happen to be one of those folks who, I don't know, for whatever reason, listens to a comic book podcast but maybe doesn't actually have a lot of interest in reading comic books. Um, I think that this story can kind of help you get a sense of why some folks who do read comics get into them so much. Uh, how we might see the, the good that superhero comics are trying to accomplish in spite of a lot of the ugliness that happens in the world. Uh, Shabon is exactly the sort of author who can pull that sort of thing off uh, with 
a lot of style, a lot of flourish, and ultimately just with a, a fantastic, if a little bit lengthy novel, as someone who reads primarily, you know, 24-page floppy issues of illustrated comics. The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, it's, it's over 600 pages, it's a bit of a doorstopper, and yet I would still very heartily recommend it to anybody with an interest in uh, learning more about the comics medium and the history of comics publishing in the United States. Again, it's a fictional account, and yet I think it still somehow manages to capture something meaningful about the way that that industry really operated in the 40s, 50s, and uh, I think the early 60s. There are, there are some other books I could recommend, or some other books that I could mention that I have heard are excellent and haven't had a chance to read yet. I'm very curious to read Grant Morrison's take on the the meaning of superhero comics in their story super gods i say story it's not a story it's a it's a long essay i believe i have heard wonderful things about a book called the caped crusade which covers more uh, the history of batman and the the sort of cultural impact of superhero stories and i could very easily very heartily recommend uh mark evanier's kirby king of comics uh, one of the definitive biographies of Jack Kirby, who is not, I would say, my favorite comic book creator, but easily one of the most influential and someone whose work I have studied. Uh, I shouldn't say studied, because that implies a level of rigor that I haven't actually emphasized, but that I have looked into quite a bit because so many people speak of him so highly. I wanted to learn more about him, and it turns out Kirby is a fascinating character himself. Like These are all fantastic books, but if I could recommend three, I would go with Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, all of the Marvels, and then The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. So if you have some time to kill this week because your favorite rambly superhero comics podcast didn't put out a full episode, there are some suggestions that can help you fill the time. Hope you all have a lovely week or two, and we will be with you again with another episode of our regular programming just as soon as we can.